Welcome to Bart Get to Tutu, episode one. I'm Izzy. And I'm Sam. And this is New Kids on the Block. So this episode is season 12, episode 14. It was first aired on the 25th of Feb, 2001. And it's the 262nd episode. The guest stars are NSYNC. And the couch gag was tunnelling under a um, big prison wall. And then the chalkboard gag was... I will not buy a presidential pardon. So in the episode, after causing an uproar at the Springfield Marathon, having cheated to get first place, the music producer LT Smash selects Bart to join the next hit boy band, The Party Posse, alongside Nelson, Milhouse and Ralph. They quickly rose to stardom and they released a hit single including a chorus of Eva Neccio. And this was called Drop the Bomb. After much analysis, Lisa concludes it's a source of subliminal messaging to increase recruitment to the US Navy. In brackets, join the Navy. She goes on to confront LT Smash and figures out he's actually called Lieutenant LT Smash, who explains that music's long hi- music has had a long history in recruiting people for the military. When she tries to out him, she's ostracised and classed as jealous and a visit from the green-eyed monster. The party posse hold a concert on an aircraft carrier where the project is shut down due to a parody article of the group set to be released on the cover of Mad magazine. This causes Smash to go insane, destroying Mad HQ despite the sudden arrival of a boy band, NSYNC. Smash is then arrested and the episode ends with NSYNC praising the Navy. In its original American broadcast, New Kids on the Block was viewed by 18.1 million people. With a 9.7 rating, it was the top rated animated show of the week. And the episode's title is a play on words parodying the boy band New Kids on the Block with Mad Magazine's tendency to use the word black, spelled B-L-E-C-C-H, in their periodic titles. Right then, I guess we just get into it. What did you think about this episode, Izzy? So we watched this when we were um, mildly inebriated. Yeah, I think mildly is a, a fair enough. A big stretch. Yeah. And <laughs> I think you can tell that by throughout the whole recording of ourselves, we were eating Cheez-Its and can't hear a single word we're saying. Yeah, there was a lot of awkward gaps where, as we're listening back, we're sort of thinking, do we have anything to say? But I think, in a way, that's sort of a testament to how enjoyable the episode was, in a way. It was a great... I knew going into it, it was one of our favourite episodes, and afterwards, it was sort of, with hindsight, I think it even got better. Mm -hmm. So what did you think about the the two starting gags? Chalkboard gag was the presidential pardon one, and after we finally made out that it was Bush, because it was 2001, so it was Bush there... um, I think it was all right. It was fine. Yeah. I think we, we gave it a rating. What did we give it? I feel like we gave it a four. I think we gave it a I think four we did as give well. It a four. I think that's fair enough. Like I always like when they uh, and you know it's not it's not too uncommon, but I like it when they use chalkboard gags that have some sort of like context. Yeah, and when kids don't understand it. Yeah, exactly. Like it's nice that Simpsons is able to maintain that ability to appeal to so many audiences at the same yeah. time. But the couch gag just wasn't. Don't yeah, care. Man, yeah. Just no. read it. It was. Yeah, they were in prison, it was sirens wailing, and they were tunneling out underneath the big wall until a spotlight found them. And yeah, I just didn't, I just didn't really care. Yeah, I feel like with me, I'm like very hard to impress with couch gags. I feel like there's a lot, it's very difficult to do a lot in sort of like five seconds yeah. maximum, but... That's why I particularly like when they bring in um, spe- special artists to yeah. like do the whole couch gag. I think that's when they are the best at it, but 
This one's fine. We gave it a nice old two. Yeah. Good two out of five. You know, it's neither here nor there. Leaning yeah, on the side fine. of like less good, but you know, yeah, nothing, nothing special at all to say there. Uh, so in terms of the the, the themes of the episode, um, where where do you want to begin? What what struck you the most from watching this? I think we've got to address NSYNC. Yeah, I think NSYNC Personal is a good NSYNC. place to start. Yeah, because NSYNC are incredible in the episode as a one-off. I think they do it so well, and they're such good characters. However, didn't we recently that? They were rated one of the worst guest appearances in The Simpsons. Yeah, I think I can't remember which um, article uh, posted it. I think it was something like the Houston Times. But anyway, one of their one of their writers rated NSYNC as one of the top five worst Simpsons musical guest stars ever. So screw uh, you, Houston Times. Yeah, I think that's 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 well unfair to be honest. Like NSYNC, like especially their they're like dynamic with the with Millhouse. Like, yeah. I don't know how you can not enjoy it. Yeah. Um. And and you know every time they enter, just like playing the same sort of clip. Yeah. That, that little sample from that one song. And yeah, and they had um, one of the um I think best parts about the episode, and one of my favorite parts, which we only found out when researching it, is Justin Timberlake. He constantly says in The Simpsons word word like constantly throughout the episode, and um in the recording of it, he was so adamant to not say it because he was so sure that he would never say something like that. So he only recorded himself saying it once, but the Simpsons producers thought it would be really funny to copy that um, little clip and post it after every single line he has in the episode, <laughs> just to get back at him. And I think that's one of my favorite parts about it. Yeah, and it's like, once it's once it's pointed out to you, you realize that after every time he says it, he, after everything he says, he literally does just say, it's like it's, it's, exactly, it's just a sound bite that they chuck in. Where? Um, it is, it is really funny and as well as that like I, I really like the way that they sort of parody like boy bands in general as being this sort of like hive mind like yeah. the way the way that they all move like haha in sync yeah like no um, sort of individuality no at all apart uh, from different hairstyles yeah like yeah. they discuss how like oh we've got to get back to the mothership because our clothes are going out of date yeah yeah exactly um and as well, just like the, the way that they're used as like a device to like joke on the music industry, like when they give a, a gift basket yeah. uh, to the party posse. Um, what is it that they have in there? They have like a crowd taser. They have a crowd taser and they have stubble glitter. Stubble glitter, yeah. yeah. Big fan of stubble glitter myself. I'm a big fan of crowd tasers, so there you go. If we get given a basket, we can go tease on that. And also, what helps with the um, whole boy band idea is in the... Um, when the party posse are singing, because obviously they're using such heavy auto-tune take from NASA, they, um, they're they using um, uh, two two voices. It's Milhouse's voice and Nelson's voice from a boy band in America called Natural, who I don't think are around anymore, but in 2001 they were popular. And um, so they even used a boy band incorporated into that. But we couldn't find who voiced the singing voice of Bart and yes. Ralph. Oh no, we used Ralph. Who else? It was Nelson that we didn't get. Nelson, Nelson yeah. Nelson we didn't get. And on the auto tune point as well, like it's it's hilarious when you watch them in the studio for the first time and LT Smash is like, wow, this is dreadful. Yeah. Uh, and then he just bangs on the auto tune and like suddenly they're amazing. Like yeah. This this episode aired in two thousand and one, and in twenty nineteen, that's still like brilliant social commentary on yeah. the state of like the music industry and like discussions around like industry plants. Um, it, um, yeah. It reminded me massively of. 
Um, you know Busted Song, Year 3000? Yeah. Have you seen the music video for it? No, I haven't. There's one bit, there's, they've got a um, like big machine and it basically is turning out boy bands. There's like boy band oh, and another right. one and yeah. another one. And it reminds me of this because it's just there all the same. Nothing against boy bands though. Bring back One Direction. No, yeah. And speaking of boy bands, I think we need to speak about the way that the party posse is, is, is shown within this episode. I personally, I want to talk about Ralph. Yeah, I want to talk about Ralph because I think Ralph Let's is weird. Because looking looking back on Ralph when I was sober, I sort of felt like he's too easy of a joke to make. Yeah, like if you're if you're gonna create like a boy band episode and you're gonna pick like male kids from The Simpsons, um, and you want to go for the most like stark contrast to like their original characterization yeah. as you can, you will just go for Ralph because yeah. he's dumb and he's the village idiot and like it's so funny that you put him in these situations. Yeah. And if it was just that gag alone, it wouldn't be that funny. But when we were intoxicated, and like to a lesser extent when I was sober, the way that he is characterised as this like fat soul singer, yeah. like this like Sam Smith type, he's not, he, doesn't, he doesn't just have like a, a standard like boy band, like angelic voice, like he has a, a different voice which yeah. makes it funnier. I have them um, written down from when I was definitely not high. Um, where is it? I said it's a fat soul singer mixed with JLS. Yeah. And I think that um, that sums up well. No, yeah, it essentially is, and it, it's it, it's so atypical of Ralph that it does just work so well. Um, and yeah, like, I think I think the joke would have fallen flat if they had just done um, like another like busted or like natural singer voice for yeah. him. But because he has that like extra edge. Um, the gag just pulls off it's so much better yeah I agree because it's also they do it with um, his dad as well they do it with Chief Wiggum yeah as in use him as just like oh cheap gag easy one yeah what can we do like which character can we use to put in this like really weird situation that, like, yeah wouldn't fit them? like oh no I, I, let's do the idiots like because he um, who was who in oh no because I was going to say the um, who was in Barbershop Quartet but that wasn't anyone's dad apart from Homer you know, um, yeah, 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 with the uh, like, like a cappella group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that wasn't. Cause I was gonna say because his dad would have fit that as well. But there we go. There we go. It also led to um, this episode led to more conspiracies about where is Springfield, which is a very long running. Um, I don't know if joke is is the right word, but discussion that people yeah. have. Um, so essentially, for anyone that isn't aware. Um, the writers of The Simpsons um, have just decided to make it a, a, a joke that it's impossible to locate where Springfield is. So whenever Springfield has any sort of geographic basis within any episode, that basis will be altered by the next time it's mentioned. I'd also like to know whether The Simpsons producers started off when they first started making The Simpsons with that idea in their head. Yeah. Of, Let's make it a mystery or whether sort of they were a series or two down and then when Actually, we haven't specified it yet. Let's just let's just leave it. I reckon they they had an idea and then there was just like a miscommunication. I I'd like to imagine that there was like a miscommunication, like a post-it note went to the wrong place or yeah. something, and then someone was like, ah, I've accidentally written it in that it's in a totally different place yeah. to where it has been up until this point, and then they were just like, oh well, let's just go with it. Like it doesn't matter. Because this one, this comes about in the episode because they when they're on when they do their um 
final show, the party posse. They're doing it on what do you call it? A big sort of like airship. Uh, yeah. yeah. And um so and then when LT Smash goes crazy, he drives the massive boat to and they pass um they pass the Statue of Liberty, don't they? Yeah. And then to go and blow up the mad towers. And you can tell because it's then they're like, Where are we? And it's New York. And it's if they can get to New York in less than ten minutes. Yeah, on an aircraft carrier. Like, where the are East they? Coast, yeah, but then uh, when you're like the Simpsons movie, like for instance, talks yeah. about bordering like Ohio and Nevada, yeah. Maine, Kentucky, um, which are in like totally different corners. Like yeah. there's and and you know none of those, uh, you know, just for the sake of this episode, are anywhere near, uh, apart from like Maine. But still, yeah, like you know, just it just doesn't follow. And as well. Uh, Millhouse, the Statue of Liberty. Where are we? Uh, I think it's just like one of the several um, jokes that they make uh, at the expense of like American school kids. Yeah, um, it's just an ode to their education system. Yeah, which is like, again, it's a really easy joke to make, but it's still really funny. And it I think still works. Millhouse does have like a top performance like throughout the episode. Yeah, um, not least in his just constant. Oh, <gasps> it's in sync. Whenever yeah. NSYNC turn up. Um, and, and his, his little dynamic with um, Justin Timberlake as well. Yeah, I can't believe I'm meeting Millhouse. Like, yeah, it, again, like I think it's one of his like char- the characterization of Millhouse generally is just like no, nobody likes Millhouse. Yeah. And then suddenly like Ensign come in and it's and like everything's coming up Millhouse. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Like Justin Timberlake wants to be best friends with yeah. Millhouse. Like it's something that you just like you know it goes against your expectations. Uh, which and you know subverting expectations isn't something that's like uncommon in The Simpsons, but it's just done so well here that yeah. I think it deserves that that special mention. I think um, Millhouse would be the one I fancy. If I was right, a, out of the four, yeah, if I was an eight-year-old girl, I reckon it'd be Millhouse. Yeah, I think he's got that sort of like quirky, nerdy vibe. Yeah, and he's got, he's got the curtains, he's got Bristol curtains. Oh yeah, he does. He does. Same amount of time before they get frosted tips. Oh, four. Justin Timberlake brought that in. Really? That's his thing, frosted tips. Wow, I was surprised that wasn't in the episode. I know. It's his maybe, thing. Maybe Bart does have frosted tips, but you just can't tell because his hair's yellow. That is true. Yeah. That is another. That's what we also talked about when we were um, inebriated. We discussed how um, this it had nothing to do with the episode as such. It just has something to do with the Simpsons general. How Bart and Lisa, as far as I can remember, and there was an, there's something about it on YouTube as well. But as far as I remember, they're the only characters with yellow hair. Like yeah. they're the only ones where their face is the same as their hair. And even because even people with blonde hair shown as having long blonde hair and stuff yeah. they're not just going to have spikes yeah like Troy McClure yeah yeah. it was it's a proper interesting thing to watch on YouTube yeah. but it was it was just an odd because it is just weird when you like proper deep it yeah and I don't like it having been pointed out to me either I know I just don't know it just looks like Bart's got a massive forehead yeah no I didn't want to know that now yeah he's got a spiky head like no like, I remember I used to get those little like vinyl collectible Simpsons toys yeah, yeah. when I was younger like after the dentist my mum would buy me one <laughs> and I remember the Bart one <laughs> such vivid memories because it had such a spiky head mm. I used to jab it into my brother <laughs> <laughs> it was so sharp I remember being the only one everyone else was like it was a Ned Flander one and all that they were all like smooth and silky yeah he's evil not as interesting not as much utility um, speaking of Bristol and frosted tips uh, I want to talk about the bit in the episode which I mean I don't even know if this was that special but I just sort of 
hit a nerve with me. I don't know. A um, Bristol Link. Bristol Link. When they're on the aircraft carrier and Lieutenant LT Smash, which is a very obvious joke to make, but again, still really funny. Yeah. Um, when he flips the commission switch on the aircraft carrier and it goes from being decommissioned to commissioned and then suddenly works again. Like... I, I mean, I'm sure people do know, but I personally have no idea how you decommission a ship. Yeah, I um, can't say that sociology teaches me that, if I'm being honest. No, yeah, I definitely haven't learned that in my history degree. Um, and it just made me, th- it got me thinking about Thecla, um, just as, in terms of like a, something to talk about from Bristol, um, because obviously that was allegedly decommissioned. And I mean, I haven't been down there yet this year. No, neither have I. But from what I've heard is that they've taken it away to do repairs. So... If it's decommissioned and it's not able to move, then is there this little like commission switch? They just flick the switch and suddenly Thecla is like chugging away down the Avon again. Yeah, that'd be incredible. Imagine you're sort of sitting around and watching, getting a little nice boat ride on Thecla. Yeah, imagine if you pass out that night before and no one finds you. Yeah, you wake just up in the, the morning. In the cellar. Yeah, that's it. You're on the Avon on Thecla. God, the that'd toilets in Thecla terrify me. Yeah, the toilets in Thecla aren't that great. It's because they're the ones with um. Like the submarine esque windows, mm. I hate it. I feel yeah. so claustrophobic when I'm in there. I feel like I'm on an actual boat. Yeah, no, I know it is an actual boat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that is kind of the point, I guess. That is a, a bit of their USP. It's just not nice, and they don't they don't smell very pleasant. Did you say a bit of their USP? Yeah, being a boat. Yeah, I think that's their, I think only, that's their USP. only USP. Yeah, yeah. I don't think how many times have, I don't think I've already been to Pekka like twice. I've only been once, and that was see easy life oh, right. last year. Do you not go on that um, the hip hop night with Lewis? Nope. Oh, well, that's terrible. No. Yeah, it's uh, a waste I've, of time. I can't imagine it being. I do love, I love having a gig there, but I think that's what's cool about having a gig there. Yeah, it's like, oh, cool, yeah. we're having a gig on a ship. And because all yeah, all the bands that come down are like, oh, it's on a boat tonight, guys. It's gonna yeah. be sick. We're on a boat. Oh, Easy Life, just the real life equivalent of a party posse. Yeah, they're just the, they're just the edgy version. Yeah. The party posse. Easy. There we go. Sorted. Um, what else do we want to speak about, Izzy? We wanted to talk about... I guess let's talk about um, our disappointment with Special Girl. With Lisa. Do you mean Lisa? No, no. I mean the song Special Girl. Oh, okay. The the absolute banger that oh, is the, the first... This uh, was heartbreaking. Yeah. This so was so upsetting. We listened back to the recording of us watching this. And Special Girl is like the first... It's like the, fir- the first song that they, they yes, sing. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're in the choreography it's studio. The first one. Um, and Izzy straight away is like, bet this is on Spotify. Yeah, I was gassed myself. Yeah, turns out neither this or Drop the Bomb I know. are on Spotify. Uh, so I'm sorry to disappoint if anyone's already tried to look it up, but yeah. it unfortunately isn't. I don't blame you. Like, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Just YouTube, convert it, stick it in Spotify local files. Like We'll be popping some of it onto this anyway. Oh yeah, we'll be, we'll be putting sound bites. We'll here. wet your appetite a little bit. Yeah. Just a li- little bit of special girl, just to wet the whistle. We're the best band in the world, but we'd give it all up for that special girl. Just help help the rest of it go down. That's a banger. It is a banger. A true life banger. But uh, now that you mentioned Lisa, I think I need to talk about Lisa and conspiracies. So yeah, essentially the the like turning point of the episode comes when Lisa finds out like oh they're using subliminal messaging to get people to join the navy so like Ivan Etniage 
is just join the navy backwards and like that's the like chorus that's like yeah. repeated throughout uh drop the bomb essentially to the point that there's like no other substance to the song it's just like yeah. that being uh blurted out and like people in the street like otto decides that he just gets on around the bus and he's like i don't know i just had a sudden urge yeah. to join the navy and then he's like even at niage like yeah you can you can like sort of relate it to like other sort of um propaganda buzzword like yeah. lines uh, that get people to do these things but um essentially once lisa figures this out she's uh like as we say she's like ostracized and marge is like oh i think you, you're just you're just a bit jealous you're just making this kind of thing up um and i think in a way this might just be me but this is what i thought when i was um feeling a bit picky so <laughs> i don't know i don't know if this is like the takeaway that most people would take but um I felt like it, Lisa was being used as like an allegory for the wider world of conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Because um, I feel like society haha, <laughs> has a tendency, I'm so annoyed that I said that, um, to uh, sort of just like rag on conspiracy theorists. And I feel like they do get a hard time. We live um, in a society. We, do, we live in a society where conspiracy theorists are, are made to feel unwelcome. And <laughs> that's a bad thing. No, but... Um, Um, I'm sure there have been, you know, it's not coming to me now. I, I am a history student, but I'm sure there's times in history where conspiracy theories have been proven to be correct. Yeah, I'm sure And I think is. as well, like, even if they're not, it's important to allow society to hold Ugh. itself to account. Um, Just question things. Yeah, Why? there's nothing wrong with that. But obviously, the more extreme you get, you know, like tin, tinfoil hat wearing people, uh, you go around saying that um, an alien probed them in their utility room like and that's... that pigeons we are controlled by pigeons and the pigeons buy on us i've never heard that one truth oh yeah no it's the um government the pigeons are fake and the government sends them out really just buying us the best one i've heard and this comes from uh, one of my friends who studies at this university and does a science degree um fully believes that uh, or not believes but believes there is strong evidence to suggest that uh, the pyramids are actually just big batteries that were used by like an ancient civilization. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. So good, it's so good. Oh. Uh, yeah, so things like that. Um, but yeah, she's just used as an allegory for the wider world of conspiracy theorists, I think. Um, I was saying it was a um, bit Black Mirror-y. Yeah. It, it has um, Black Mirror-isms. Black, a of. Black Mirror-isms. Yeah, one of yeah. them. Just like the whole nature of it, of like little boys not re like realizing that they're actually getting people to sign up and like wish their life away on the navy. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think it's all it's such a massive Charlie Brooker. Yeah, you can imagine like, wet dream. Big Brooks are like going out and and making this a Black Mirror episode. I mean, like you've definitely done weirder stuff before. Um, but yeah, it was it was weird to get that kind of vibe in a Simpsons episode. Yeah, he, I mean, I think Charlie Brooker's definitely done weirder. Yeah. I mean, Simpsons have Spider Pig. Charlie Brooker has David Cameron on the pig. Yeah. Charlie, I was worried about what you were going to say. <laughs> but yeah, that's calm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, different context. Oh, um, I love seeing an animated Black Mirror. Trademarked. Yeah, that's it. We're doing it. Trademarked. Yeah. Patent pending. Thank you. That Patent pending. Sick. That'll be the one. Um, yeah, so on the, on the topic of... Uh, references to other things that we were watching the springfield marathon oh yeah i i don't know how it came to my head but when we were watching it um the other day we um we had just watched peep show and i can't remember for the life of me what 
even series it's in. Essentially, it's the one where um, Mark um, has a thing with Big, Big Sue's. Uh, and he tries to do all the things that she's doing. Yeah, so he, he goes out on a run with her. And, you know, he starts off, you know, decent for the first, like, 30 seconds. He's like, yeah. yes, I can do it. We can all relate to that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I know exactly what he means. And I'm sure we can find, like, a side-by-side -side somewhere. I'm unstoppable. I'm Jesus, is that a stitch? I, I think I'm going to be sick. I've got to slow. I need to walk. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm actually running a marathon. Oh, I hit the wall! This is so painful! Hey, I got my second win! Go oh, another wall! Almost identical to Homer running. Yeah. It just shows, like, it's the classic fat man gag. Yeah. That whether you're doing a show for adults or little kids, that anyone can bring in and find funny. Mm -hmm. Like, no one's not going to laugh at someone struggling to run yeah it's easy money yeah Cheap it's laughs. easy money i think the thing is as well that both of them do well like in peep show they play on like their uh running motif of like inner like monologues yeah so like when mark's running the joke doesn't come so much from the fact that you know fan can't run it's everything he's saying in his head yeah um and like the decline that you can see in his like emotional outlook as he's running and in the simpsons the gag comes from the fact that because it's animated they can make a joke on the fact that Homer is like grandpa's son. Yeah. And so like when he gets old, he's going to look like him. Yeah, because he's super dehydrated. Yeah, so exactly. So they all think that grandpa's running the race as soon as he has a thing of water chucked over him. He, he regains his youth. Goes back to normal. He's like a is sponge. A nice little 38-year-old is a mouthful of a youth. A youthful man. Is it, is it this episode where at the start he says, um, 38? That's almost my age. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know how... I'm pretty sure he's 38. Yeah. I think there is. I can search it now even, but I'm pretty sure there's. It's pretty much confirmed. Yeah, I feel like there is. There is, at the very least, strong evidence to suggest. Because they've. Oh, see, this says, 39. Ah, so this oh. says here. This is on Wiki. It says Homer's age has changed as the series developed. He was 34 in the earlier episodes, 36 in season 4, 38 and 39 in season 8, and 40 in the 18th seasons. Although even in those seasons, his age is inconsistent. Which I think is really interesting, because yeah. Bart and Lisa never change. Like, no, ever. And I feel like as well, like in animated series that run for as long, or anywhere near as long as The Simpsons has, it's just commonplace and it's sort of like accepted that writers won't age their characters because yeah. it's just easier to keep pumping out the same thing. So yeah. uh, Ash from Pokemon has been 10 for, like, yeah. what, 20 years? And he's finally He's finally like, won a league, yeah. yes. Shout out to my man, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> finally won the Pokemon League. My guy, he's been on the grind for too long. Um, yeah, it's interesting because it even says it here, <laughs> Homer, Bart, Lisa, Marge and Maggie have all had episodes involving their birthdays. Yeah. Which now reading the thing about Homer is more like accepting. Mm. Like I get that because he's aging. But Bart and Lisa have never been anything but eight and ten. Yeah, unless ever. they're doing like flash forward episodes yeah. or something like that. Or flashback ones. There's there's another really interesting on um YouTube that talks about the aging and going back in time and forth in time and mm -hmm. like how it actually works out super inconsistently. But then again it's um it's a TV programme for kids. Yeah. <laughs> mad mad isn't it yeah um whilst we're again just on the topic of like the Springfield Marathon um 
Bart and the Italian... The Italian stallion. The Italian gag, yeah. What did you think about that one? It was, um... It was, it was, I mean, I think a lot of people just would have expected it because Bart cheats at the marathon. So he, um... Just, it's between two countries. I can't remember who it's between. I think one of them is like Somalia. Yeah, and yeah, it's two, one of them's about to cross the finish line. They're both super, like, tired. And Bart joins on just in the last sort of couple metres of it, even. And because he's full of energy, he just runs and beats both of them. But he's got his fake tash on, his fake, sort of all his fake clothes. He's not wearing his normal, normal setup. And um, so he wins and says he's from Italy and all of that. I um, use up all of my English. I searched it as well. When we were looking it up, it's meant to be a play on... Um, I'll see what date it was. I feel it was like um, like the 1980s or something. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, ni- in the 84th Boston Marathon in 1980. Get in. It was um, Rosie Ruiz. She um, she did the same. She was, cl- she was declared the winner in a female category... And um, only to have the title stripped when it was discovered she had not run the entire course. And I also think that um, it's sort of interesting because it's such a direct link, and because it's um, but because this is the Boston map, and they they referenced it as yeah. well, like on yeah. their wiki and stuff. So it's not just uh, oh, this could be this. They um, we got we got footnotes. We do have footnotes. We've got our references. But this is because this is referencing the Boston Marathon. It's again interesting to the where Springfield one because it yeah. might be like, oh, are they trying to link the two? Are Maybe. they trying to show that they're together? Yeah, um, and also as well, I just found it really funny that the the prize of the Springfield Marathon was a walking tour of Springfield. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how big yeah, Springfield fair. is, but a marathon's like what twenty four miles. Yeah, I'd say so. I don't know. Something like that. It's the distance that that Greek man had to run from one city to another. Yeah. To to a marathon, so that you could get the, um, the message in 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 time. How long is a marathon? But God, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Forty two kilometers. How are that in miles? I don't want a walking tour of Watford even. No. Yeah. Twenty six miles. Yeah. No. That's. How um, how long is Bristol like along? I don't know. Yeah. I mean. I don't want to walk around my hometown. Like, I don't know why Bart's so keen to win it. He just wants to shove it in people's face, doesn't he? Yeah, I can respect that. I can get behind that. Yeah, it's a classic easy gag, that one. Yeah. Italian stallion. And it's also, um, it remember we were discussing the other day, it's um, it's just another stereotype they've added in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, and because Simpsons can always get away with a stereotype now, mm. because... They've got yeah, they've got a stereotype for every single type of person. I think as well though the fact that the Italian stereotype is like already used with uh, the chef, yeah, Luigi. Luigi. Um, so it's kind of like less. If they if they had brought it in, then I don't know. I think people still would have been calm with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but you know it, again like. But now because everyone's being all PC. Yeah. Maybe it wouldn't ring as true now, but definitely at the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, Finally, just on the stuff that we have written down, yeah, uh, Lieutenant LT Smash as a plot device. Yep, brilliant. Yeah, I think he's great. I think he's yeah. one of the best characters that they've just brought in. Yeah, I don't. We, we never see. I'm pretty sure we never see him again. No, just I'm, this, yeah. I'm almost certain just, we just don't. for this episode, right? Yeah, cool. Um, it's just small bits like when Lisa sort of figured him out, and he took off his bleach blonde wig. 
to show just like a slightly darker hair colour. Yeah. And, and just the small things being like, oh, see, that's like pop culture and all of that. Yeah. And he went like full Bristol and like yeah. popped up the flares on his trousers. Um, and the, some some really good quotes, um, just like the first one that comes to mind, um, when she asks about like uh, recruitment strategies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, it's a, it's a three-pronged approach. It's subliminal, liminal, and superliminal. And Lisa's like, oh, what's superliminal? And he, he opens the window and shouts at like Carl and Lenny, yeah. like, join the Navy. And they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, I've, got, I've got nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, and as well, um, once it's sort of revealed to the audience that uh, LT Smash is in fact Lieutenant LT Smash, um, it enables the writers to write in him breaking character. Yeah. So when they're on the aircraft carrier and he's like, are you rap maggots ready to listen to some party family yeah. or what? Like, uh, and the, the kids just sort of like stare blankly at him. Like that's, again, like an easy gag to make, but still. It's also, as well, just to, like, fully explain it, um, because obviously up on um, his desk, when Lisa realises, like, who he is, on his desk he has a little place place name. It's, is it L.T.? Yeah. Yeah, he had L.T. Smash. Mm -hmm. So L.T. Smash. And then when Lisa comes up, she, like, knocks off a piece of paper and it shows like LT with as in shortened lieutenant and then so for it not actually to be lieutenant smash for it to be lieutenant LT smash is just the pinnacle of anything since you know yeah like just to fully explain it and it is hilarious yeah it's so, so that's fine um do you want to move on not to like summing up comments but like some overall some rankings. bullet points yeah yeah so best character Best character we had long discussion about. Yeah, it was I a long discussion. I think I'm pretty sure who discussion. it is. I, I remember who it oh, is. Oh, no, I do remember who it is. It was, um, I think it was, because I'm trying to remember what we said about it, because there was a lot of times where characters performed well, but then lacked, or then, like, it, they were just too easy to poke fun at, or something like that. Yeah, well, like, I think LT Smash, like, fantastic character, but I just feel a bit reserved about selecting someone who's not a recurring character yeah um i feel like that's just like a bit of a cop out like i feel if they have done like a genuinely really good performance yeah maybe in the future it'll be okay and i, I will you know, I'll, I'll rescind that but it's like in if you're watching lisa's substitute you have to say the substitute yeah do you know what i mean and yeah. like bleeding gums murphy you've got to say him yeah but it's on episodes like these right it's not as prominent and they're not as significant yeah like he 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 extends the plot but beyond that he is just sort of like yeah. an easy military gag which is fine but it's not worthy of yeah. best character so we overall chose mr homer j simpson homer and yeah which is i think surprising in fairness i don't think at the start of the episode we would have thought to pick him no and as well because he does sort of like fizzle out yeah but not in the same way that the worst character fizzles out yeah he he fizzles out, but he stays yeah. sort of constant. Like he's he's still always there. Yeah. If you know what I mean, like when they blow up mad and he makes that uh, quip about Nelson yeah. smelling. And you also you we would have um, you would hear this on the podcast earlier when um, we include the snippet of join the navy song. Yeah. He at the end of that he has an incredible quote. Yeah. Which is 
oh, it doesn't make any sense. It's like ram lam a ding dong or give peace a chance. Exactly. It's one of yeah. my favourite bits, and that would have been in earlier in the podcast. If we can get it to work. <laughs> if we can get it to work. I'm sure we have. I'm sure we have. I have faith. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Homer Simpson, I think I'm I'm perfectly happy with giving him with giving him best character. Yeah. Um, I think it's well deserved. Like even if the majority of his strong performance is at the start, you know. Yeah. That's okay. That's perfectly fine with me. Worst character, on the other hand. This is sad because this isn't the character who did the worst things. It's mm. just I think they failed her. Yeah. Which is it's Lisa. She's, it's Lisa. It's, she's just yeah. She she becomes important for a solid like what seven minutes, if that, like a fraction of the episode. It's so sad. Like it's so so sad. Yeah, she figures everything out and then it's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like moving on. Like thanks, Lisa. You've done your job. Like get out. It's We're just done. Like, and I think that's one of the reasons that these because this was season twelve these sort of middle seasons sort of from from really 12 sort of 12 to 18 why they're sort of looked down on mm. a lot and I think Lisa like as a character is massively failed mm. in these because she just isn't seen as like she she won't have a main part in something unless it's all about her do you know what I mean yeah. so unless she's the main character she's completely like, just completely disregarded yeah they sort of pick her up they do a bit of a run with her yeah. and then they just drop her and they're like, okay, cool. You've done what you needed to do yeah. now. You can get out of here. It's like in, in Lisa the Tree Hugger, which we'll be doing next week, possibly a couple of weeks. Yeah. That was, um, she's incredible in that. But yeah, but it's an episode about yeah. Lisa. So she's in different. the name. Yeah. Whereas this one, and that's another interesting thing. Whenever she's, whenever it's about her, like an episode, her name will be in the title. Yeah. Whereas, and same with sort of Maggie. Mm. but with Bart like New Kids on the Block it is about him at the end of the day as well he is like one of the main characters yeah definitely but I think with Bart is that like he's neither here nor there like the majority of his part is just being rich and having the voice of a 2001 like boy band member sing him like you know that in and of itself even though it's like a good performance like it doesn't warrant best character yeah and it's also um this is just another point about the episode. It was really nice to see um, uh, the Simpsons, no, no, Bart even, s- sort of succeed in his dream just for a little bit of being a rock star. Yeah. Like, because it's a nice ode to the Otto show, which is episode 22 of season three, which is one of my favourite episodes of all time. Because there he goes to see Spinal Tap and dreams of becoming this massive rock star and he gets his guitar but he can't really play it and all of that so it's sort of like a nice ode what nine seasons later i think it's one of the like small consistencies that the simpsons actually kept up with because mm. even when they do flash forwards he's still often playing and um, playing guitar and stuff yeah favorite quote there are a lot there's a lot to pick from here yeah there is a lot to pick from here but we did come to I think this one's our overall overall yeah but I've got personally I've got some some honourable mentions yeah um, at the start you reel them off you reel right. them off um, so at the start of the episode um, it's like a TV programme talking about um, the history of marathons or the, the history of running uh, in a lead up to like advertising the Springfield Marathon 
um, and it talks about uh, the Berlin Olympics in 1936. Yes, so um, and it talks about uh, Jesse Owens outracing Hitler's Zeppelin. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I, I you know, don't know yeah. why. Just I just thought it was a really good joke. Yeah. Um, I mean, on our recording of when we watched it, um, and we were a bit squiffy. Mm. You were positively wetting yourself by excitement. I, 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 I was. It was a hideous wet dream that yeah, was. Yeah, I did. I, I wetted my pants. Um, the, the part where uh, LT Smash is talking with Principal Skinner and uh, he, Principal Skinner's really excited because he got in early to make some glasses of orange juice and um, LT Smash asks, like, do you just still live <laughs> with your mum? This is my favourite. And he says, technically, she lives with me. Um, it's so good brilliant yeah again like he also played really well in this episode yeah he did but Chris was gonna... I, again it's one of those ones where it's like oh, you didn't really do you know? yeah he wasn't in enough but he, but he was really good yeah it was like when Bart was saying um, this is a song that Principal Skin didn't want us to play <laughs> and Skinner's just like, like this, is all my this is my idea yeah. I even came in early yeah <laughs> it's well sweet um well, so we got the subliminal, liminal, superliminal. Already talked about. Yeah, already talked about. Um, the line about uh, it doesn't mean anything. It's like ram yeah. ram ding dong or give peace a chance. Even at New Year's, you gotta love that crazy chorus. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's like ram ram ding dong or give peace a chance. Uh, which I'm sure we'll probably end up putting another sound clip in for here. Um, and there is, of course. Uh, could not forget um, Millhouse and NSYNC whenever yeah. they turn up Millhouse just going oh, it's NSYNC uh, That's, I think that we put that as our um, we put that as overall, our overall but our overall favourite I think we need to specify that the second time it happens is the better time yeah because <laughs> Justin Timberlake comes over and he's like no time for chit chat Millhouse like, it's so good it's just so it's good it's like, so good I can't believe I'm meeting Millhouse I don't it's know. There's, there's just something about it. You, you have to watch it. You've you got to watch it. You've got to watch it. Listening to us like rattle off quotes in yeah. like really bad impressions, me with my like hoarse voice, yeah. will not do how funny it is justice. Um, so, overall, I'm going to say this episode is easy to follow, uh, and even with rewatching, it's still enjoyable. You know, nice plot, nice character progressions, apart from Lisa. Um, good social commentaries all around yeah I also put on here um, it was really nice watching it with hindsight as well like seeing the join the navy clips it was really good watching it and that was um, you can hear in our recording we were saying oh that's pretty clever that yeah yeah. even yeah yeah, having seen it before still appreciating that it is a clever move on behalf of the the writers um so I think overall we're we're happy to give this episode an eight out of ten. Yeah, it's stunning eight out of ten. An excellent, excellent. Uh, which means that in terms of university, uh, Bart has this time not got himself a two-two, but Bart has got himself a strong first. He's done he, it. He's banged out that eighty percent. That that three thousand word summative assignment. That's it's what we all dream to. Due at the end of first term, he's banged out a strong eighty there. Yeah, and only at the age of eight. Like he's done alright for himself. Yeah, it's not too I bad. I know ten even. He'd probably do sociology. Slapping. Right, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. 
Right. right, that's hard. And it was also, to show how good the episode was, as soon as we finished it, the last line of our recording was, shall we watch another? Shall we watch another? I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Cool. Right, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, join us. And I, I don't know when this goes out, but no, in about a week's time from when this goes out, we'll be talking about another episode. Yeah. Lisa the Tree Hugger, possibly, or Treehouse of Horror. Yes, yeah. that's another one. Also, follow us on Instagram at Bart Gets an F. Yeah. Follow us on there and then message us if you have any recommendations or if anyone wants to appear on it. Yeah. And give us your views on it. And keep an eye out for Bar Gets a Tutu stickers. Stickers and posters. And posters all around which will campus. be coming around campus in the weeks to come. Cool. Sweet. Thanks Play very the much. Outro. See you in a bit. Weed, that can get me in a lot of trouble. <laughs>